Hi everybody, how are you? <laughs> I'm very caffeinated at the moment. It's 10 p.m. and I have a I have an eight in the morning class tomorrow morning, which means that I need to wake up at seven at least. And it's 10 and I'm really caffeinated still from my matcha latte that I had at 5.30 p.m. to survive my English literature class. Anyway, how are we doing? How are you? I am very happy to be here. I'm actually really, really happy and grateful to all of you who were on this journey last year and who are going to be in this journey 2023. So I'm very happy that you're here. I'm very happy that I'm here. And all I want to say is happy 2023. I feel like we can still say happy new year. You know, I that's my hot take of today. I think that February, <laughs> I think that we can still say happy new year. Please somebody back me up on this, but I feel like we can still say happy new year. Um, I don't know about you, but I feel like January, January, January was just really, it was long. It was so long. I feel like there was three years in a month. Like January was just like, to me, like literally it was two lives. I moved countries and I started the year somewhere else and I started the year not knowing literally not knowing what was going to happen in my in my immediate future where my life plans were at everything was hanging in the air and i started the year just exhausted like it was exhausting and i'm usually the kind of person who's like super stoked and like planning things and like i'm your typical gold bitch you know first of january list of goals list of projects you know kind of excited to tick the tick of the boxes and everything but this year I just I I, I didn't do it I couldn't I, I I was just really exhausted and if there's something I learned from 2022 is that rest is so important and it's part of the whole process and rest is not a synonym of of staying behind or you know losing time so I wanted to prioritize on my mental health and learning to release which is something that happened it's yeah it was a learning that happened without me really planning to do it it was actually quite a painful process um for multiple reasons in life I just didn't know what was going to happen with my life I didn't know that I was I didn't know if I was going to be able to just you know make a make such a big move in my life and it it could be very frustrating not knowing where we're gonna be what we're gonna do um you know feeling like we're behind on this invisible timeline that we've created for ourselves and we expect every single person to follow regardless of the immeasurable amount of difference between each human being right so at first I was very anxious about my situation in life or the place that I was holding in my life uncertainty just started crippling and started eating me alive <laughs> it was it was very uncomfortable feeling so misplaced but at the same time trying to stay grounded 
it was a it was a really weird moment. I hadn't felt this way since I was in my like in that transition from like high school to in this case university or high school to you know my life overseas somewhere else as a different person kind of thing you know kind of like that transition um which is what I would say in my case was the biggest transition where you can see that I was a child and then I became if we can call that a proper adult you know which sometimes to me it's so weird to say and conceive in my mind but let's stick to that so I reconnected with this feeling of uncertainty with this feeling of not knowing what I was doing with this feeling of anxiety about, you know, people asking me my immediate, my immediate people like, Hey, do you say immediate people? (laughs) My close people, like, you know, those around me like, Hey, you know, what's your plans for next year? What are you going to be doing? Where, when are you going to go? Whatever. I just didn't know what to say. I just didn't know what to answer to the point where I started isolating myself And because of reasons beyond me, I genuinely didn't know what was going to happen with my life. And I started becoming really anxious in social spaces. I started avoiding, you know, certain situations. And I started kind of replying to these questions. They made me extremely uncomfortable, I got to (laughs) say. I remember those moments when I was like, what is this just oh I hate this when I I was in family dinners or whatever and you know people would just be like so what are you gonna study what are you gonna do are you gonna go to university what university are you gonna go to and I was just like not even sure if I wanted to go to university at all or like you know you just don't know and you're being consistently interrogated well that was my experience for like a month or six weeks like just full-on like that period of time when I was just like I have no idea what's gonna happen with me um and yeah I started I mean I reacted I initially reacted towards this situation in that way you know just in fear and anxiety avoiding and you know kind of isolating myself at the same time I I I knew that I was under a lot of stress and a lot of emotion. I mean, yeah, a lot of emotional stress, really. Um, and I, I made sure all throughout that I was, that I was meeting my f- basic needs, just because I tend, like many people, <laughs> but I tend to, you know, if I'm really stressed or something, I just get consumed and I forget my basic needs sometimes you know like I would go that without drinking water or eating for like long periods of time and yeah so knowing that I have that tendency of just kind of like getting sucked into this emotion or you know state of yeah I don't know um I just you know constantly made, made was making sure that I was staying grounded somehow um whether that was you know just being consistent on going on you know, like physical activity, like engaging with some sort of movement, um, getting some sun. It was back in New Zealand when it's when it was summer. It's still the summer. So it was, thank God, nice weather. Um, and yeah, it was, I think I did a really good job at coping in the best way possible that I could. But there was a point where I actually started getting, I, I, I got really scared. 
um, because for the first time I noticed how this this emotional distress, mental and emotional distress, very much affects our physical well-being. I started noticing that sometimes I would feel like I was going to faint. Sometimes I, I would feel like I was kind of like not really present not not really listening I was having like this some like this sort of mind fog um and that that never happens to me that never happens to me especially when I don't know when I'm engaging in all sorts of things um that do me well you know like eating well and staying hydrated doing exercise and even if I was doing these things just like the intense amount of emotional and mental distress just really started started taking taking its toll on me and I, I I got really scared looking at these yeah at these symptoms if we can say that symptoms just to what I just said emotional and mental distress but yeah um I went with my doctor and I talked to her about it and she was like yeah you're just extremely stressed and whatever it is that you're going through, it's not that worth it. Like, you need to release that. Whatever it is, you need to release that. This is not worth your health and your well-being. You need time to recover, you know, to detach from this whole thing. Take a couple weeks off, you know, and reground, reconnect with yourself. And yeah, you know, from being fully attached, I'm so full of fear about falling behind in this, like, timeline of life or feeling, like, disappointed of myself for not achieving what I wanted to achieve right at the beginning of the year or, you know, quote-unquote, starting the year wrong or whatever. I was just literally just oh my goodness, I was just hurting myself so much by kind of like torturing me and reminding me every single day that I was not aligned to this. But in reality, I was just, I was not attached or, or, you know, I was not aligned to any, any sort of like deadline established by a school or a job or a program or something that was telling me beginning and end this period of time your life sorted for now don't worry about it you know I think that we put so much importance in the guidance of and I'm saying guidance as in quote-unquote guidance or kind of like or specific time frames that our jobs or you know education or other sort of systems bigger than us have upon us I don't think there's nothing wrong about having an indefinite contract, a job contract, or, you know, studying for X amount of years or whatever. I think, I just think that we're so scared of taking a little step back from that and actually rethinking on the the rhythm that we want to live by. And I think that that was, that was one of my biggest takeaways. I was just so terrified that there was no piece of paper saying what I was going to be doing from January till July or January till December or January till January 2027. You know what I mean? I was just so terrified of 
being in this like limbo floating in the air being like oh wow time is mine now you know like this is life welcome to life I'm so scared I don't want to be here you know like in this space of not knowing or not being like a trapped I was gonna say (laughs) attached to something you know um and at first it was a terrifying space to be in again the uncertainty is just absolutely against what we aim for socially you know as a society we absolutely adore being told by these systems when and how we do things which again I don't think it I don't think that there's I don't think it's wrong I don't think it's inherently wrong I think it becomes a problem when we let those systems dictate every single step that we start taking in our lives I personally think me personally thinks that me thinks I think that that's when it becomes an issue why because plans crumble sometimes things don't always go our ways things sometimes do not work for us and sometimes we find ourselves in this place of limbo floating and we're terrified and we take decisions from fear from a place of fear we choose and we don't choose the best things for ourselves. We, we, we are in a place of fear and we just either take the first thing that comes across or we are desperate for something and we either attract something that's properly not for us. It's in like a really low vibration of fear or it's just not for us. So I think that's when it becomes um, inconvenient <laughs> to say the least. Um, and so when I discovered that I was in a space where I was free to rethink my plans, rethink my choices, rethink everything that I had done. And not just think, but also look back and be like, amazing. I've been worrying so much about this plan that just crumbled. And I actually haven't looked back to say, hey, I did amazing. I'm so proud of myself, you know? No, there was, I, I, I hadn't celebrated so many wins that I've had over the last, I don't know, since COVID starting off from there. You know what I mean? Just like doing the, my absolute best to nurture and stay on top of my mental health, doing my absolute best for, you know, having a balance, blah, blah, blah. Like I just never celebrated those little things because they were not necessarily attached to something sustained by something bigger you know, like a diploma or like a job or something that I could show to the world and that would make me more important. So to me, that was a massive realization. And I was just like, oh my God, I can't believe that I've been in this place of fear and distress where I can't sleep. I wake up in the middle of the night and I'm just free right now, you know? And and this sounds a little bit cliche. I don't mean it in, I don't know. I think freedom is really relative and I don't want to get into it, but I felt in this space where since I was not tied up to anything, there was no expectation of me or at least I didn't have any expectation of me anymore. I fully detached and just released the, there was a lot of pain for sure. Had to let go of the pain, had to forgive myself and be like, hey, sometimes things don't work out the way that we want them to 
or you know sometimes we don't have answers as weak as as quick as we want to and I started I literally just started focusing on my physical needs or emotional needs as well and like meeting the basic needs which was I say again getting some sun going on a walk when you're extremely distressed these things sound so dumb and small but sometimes when you're so stressed and not just stressed but when you're in this in this mental space mental state when you can't see anything else and you're in a lot of pain you're in a saturation of pain sometimes the best and the bravest thing you can do is go on a walk so focusing on like those basic needs was what really kept me afloat and what allowed me to be like okay this hurts so much and this sucks but it's fine let's literally live day by day you know if I can't tell my immediate future let's just live day by day and that's meeting my basic needs which I tend to forget about when I'm in very high distress so that was the best way to kind of like reground take that power back and look after myself actively in a healthier manner anyway I started the year very exhausted but at the same time I started the year in a different headspace because once New Year hit, I kind of already had this realization. Um, I went camping. I went camping for three days for the first time in my life. And yeah, I felt like Meredith Blake from Parent Trap. <laughs> um, the first day, though, the, the last couple of days, I was absolutely fine. I was a camping baddie. Um you can absolutely hire me to set up your tents and put them down as well. Um, yeah, it was an amazing experience. It was one of the most beautiful things I've ever done. And it was it was amazing. It was really fun. Um, testing my non-existent <laughs> living in the wild skills, which was really fun. It kind of reminded me of how... in how literally I... I needed to like look after myself and how fragile we are and how we actually need a lot of care as human beings. Um, started the year in the ocean. It was the first time that I ever slept before midnight on New Year's Eve. I slept at 10 p.m. just because, you know, you're camping, the sun goes down, you stay up for a couple hours. But, you know, I just didn't feel like doing anything else other than going to bed and waking up early tomorrow to go swimming you know I was swimming in the ocean first of January and it was amazing it just felt like the it, it just felt like I was starting the year right you know it was like oh yes I have no goals this year but it's it feels amazing I did have goals well projects I had a little I made a little list of things I was like you know what regardless of what's happening regardless of where I will be of the place that I'll physically inhabit. These are things that I want to do. So I kind of like wrote a little list down. But to take the pressure off, because pressure was the least I needed. And anyone who started the year exhausted, which is very common, actually. Sometimes goals aren't the best place to start. (laughs) And sometimes it's just, it's just you know, enough to do either some reflection or think of the highlights of your last year or don't even think about your highlights at all. 
you might have not highlights it just it's really different it really depends but um I was writing down things that I actually wanted to do and writing that list down just remind reminded me and well I sort of reconnected with dreams that I had that I had forgotten about for example you know once again going back to the limbo space that I was talking about this space it's an amazing place to plan from or create from or imagine from so I reconnected with dreams that I had and I forgot about as soon as I started university as soon as I started working every single day and as soon as I started let's say being an adult you know there were things that just faded away as soon as I you know just adapted a different lifestyle and remembering those goals those goals just those dreams that at some point for sure there were goals um it was a little bit heartbreaking thinking that I forgot about them but it was also quite hopeful and reassuring and freeing remembering them and bringing them back into my present moment and hoping that I would accomplish them or at least having them in my mind in my list of hypotheticals you know dreams that I have for this year so that was quite that was great and on the other hand, I was pretty exhausted, you know. Um, for some reason, life decided to do what it did with me. And I ended up with my initial plan, which was to move back to Europe. Um, I'm back in Paris, where I, the first city I ever chose to live in, to migrate to um, voluntarily first city where my parents don't have a say (laughs) if I'm living there or not so it was once again reconnecting to something familiar that at some point in my life I I chose for myself and I loved and I also forgot about I forgot about mm, yeah why I came here or you know back then why I came here what brought me here what fascinated me the eyes of a younger woman you know looking at Paris and thinking of different things to what I think now and yeah it it was just it was pretty crazy having such a long January all of this that I'm telling you by the way has been January <laughs> so that's why I say that it feels like it's been so long um and exhausting I mean if you've moved countries or cities or even houses you know how exhausting moving is it's not just moving your physical um your physical things your physical possessions it's also moving emotionally and mentally because if the the space that we occupy physically also has its space emotionally and mentally and spiritually and metaphysically and in many it's got many different layers it goes beyond just packing everything in a bag and flying or driving or walking a couple blocks you know it takes way more so on top of my end of the year you know full of uncertainty and 
lot of pain and then discovering this having this massive epiphany of oh wow what an amazing plant place to plant from I ended up moving <laughs> so everything happened pretty quickly and there were massive changes um, that I'm still processing for sure and I'm not sure if I can talk speak a lot about at the moment talk a lot about at the moment um but what I can say and what I literally came to say today was that we're not supposed to be starting off the year strong you know we're not supposed to be starting off the year with everything we've got we're not supposed to be starting off the year going to the gym and ticking off all of those boxes that we imagined we were supposed to at some point first of all I don't think we're supposed to be doing anything I think those pressures, that invisible timeline that we've all somehow have internalized is a big factor of pressure, a big factor of stress, a big factor of of anxiety to a lot of people. And I've fallen victim to this so many times. I still do. I have to, I mean, I have to consciously fall pull myself out of that out of falling uh, or following those um patterns so yeah i think i think that however it is that you start at your year if you started with a lot of energy and a lot of goals and projects that you want to get on board i think that's amazing and if you started off the year uncertain in this limbo space feeling a little bit floaty feeling exhausted, feeling heartbroken, feeling grief, grief, if you're grieving, I think that's amazing as well. I think that's an amazing place to be in. And I think it's an amazing place to be in because there's a point where when we're in distress and a lot of pain, sometimes the only choice is to rethink things um and that's in the best case scenario for sure there's actually many many paths coming from being in this state um but i think that it could be it could be speaking from my personal experience it was (laughs) and it can be a very safe place to choose from and to think from and to act from and I don't think that you should be ticking off boxes all the time I think this space is at least once we realize that There's nothing that we should actually be doing. The should, should, should is, it could be very dangerous using this narrative towards kind of like a generalized timeline. So I think we should, (laughs) I think we should, I think we must rethink what that means to us. Um, But I think this space is a great time for reflecting, 
Um, sometimes, sometimes grief does not allow us to do that. And that's absolutely fine. Sometimes what you might need to do is literally just look after your physical needs. You know, sometimes you are in the place of reflection. So you can look back at your own past and experience gratitude, experience joy, maybe experience sadness or whatever emotion comes from looking back at that. It could be neutrality. You could realize that you're actually growing out of that or that you're falling back into that. You know, it. it's um, I think it's it's really important to also look back and reflect upon those things. And once we realize this, you know, that we're in this space and that we're not necessarily here to, you know, be fall into this category of shoulds and what we should be doing this timeline, we we can start choosing actively. This is like the biggest takeaway for me. It was like, you can start choosing what serves you, what elevates you, what elevates those around you, whatever is your plan, whatever is what sets your soul on fire, your purpose in life, or your purpose of the day, your intention of the day, whatever it is. You take your power back when you realize that you're not here to fulfill some sort of ideal made up as a standard for all the billions of people in the world that just doesn't work for everybody there's a million different roads million different projects million different types of people you know um so i think that we must acknowledge that we must allow ourselves to be in this space of uncertainty or or if it's pain, let it be pain, feel it. And you might find the answers in those moments of distress. You might be in a space where you are thinking straight because you're actually fully detached from all of these things. You're, you know, you're, you don't have any expectations or you feel like you have nothing to lose. Like, you know, in those moments, I think that's when we can actually take some take some like I don't know like I personally find that I give less fucks when I'm in this kind of like in this space um I don't know how it operates for other people I would actually love to hear your thoughts but um to me it's that when I start choosing what serves me and is not harming anyone else and I don't do it out of fear I don't do it out of anxiety I do it out of love. I do it out of trust in the universe and life, out of gratitude, out of gratitude to myself of the, from the past or gratitude to life, towards life. That's when those kinds of feelings and experiences, that's the kinds of stuff that I'm like bringing back into my life, you know, like you put it out and it comes back in the exact same way and you're choosing it. You're actively choosing that. You're not, you're, you, you know, you're just, you're not just accepting whatever's coming by. You're just, you, you're choosing it, whether that's planning or whether that's doing or saying or eating, whatever it is, literally whatever it is. And it just applies for everything. It's crazy. Just think about any situation and it m- most likely will apply. So I think that we, we must ask ourselves, what, why is this, what is this showing me? Why is this here? 
you know, sometimes, yeah, things are pretty unfair. And this is a pretty general thing. And there's, of course, specific examples where things might apply differently. Um, but in this case, for uncertainty and dealing with really tough emotions, it's thinking, rethinking of pain. We have like the worst connotation from pain for pain, but I learned that pain's pain is necessary, you know, and pain reminds us that we're fragile and that we're we're human, and it might remind us that we need to be taking better care of ourselves. We might see for the first time in a long time the compassion in others or within our or within ourselves or within everything around us. You know, like there's it's like wearing a different pair of glasses and seeing things in different colors. Um and I also like asking myself, how is this situation making me think of myself, making me think of things? How am I rethinking what I think has been working for myself? You know, I think that when we step into this space, we we could allow this more nuanced and an objective way. <laughs> nuanced and objective is just like the full opposites and I'm just like putting them together as of nothing. Sorry, everybody. I'm actually really sleepy now. But yes, I think asking ourselves rethinking and reshaping what we conceive as you know as uncertainty as pain as just like looking at our relationship with this space I right now would call it just freedom or life I want I, I I like calling it freedom because there's freedom of mind, freedom of physical space, whatever. But it feels like freedom. But, you know, it's like a very reflexive space. Not necessarily it's... could I don't know. I don't, I don't want to get too philosophical. I, th- I think it's a, it's, a, it's a great space to... Where we can develop or connect with freedom, in fact. That's maybe a best way of putting it. So, I don't know. Tell me what you think about, um, about these times of your life when do you when do you feel they come by do you ever allow them in have you ever felt them what do you do when they come around how do you cope how do you support someone who's going through that I would love to know I am off to bed now (laughs) um thank you so much for listening thank you thank you so much I yeah I can't wait to see what this year brings for all of us for yeah in general I'm I'm very grateful and I'm very hopeful of um of knowing that there's more and more people looking at themselves and rethinking of the ways in which we can support not just our own well-being but that the well-being and yeah, just the well-being of those around us and how we can make um, the space that we inhabit a better place and consequentially that just becomes a better place overall for whoever steps in. So I'm really grateful. Thank you so much for listening and let me know your thoughts. I would love to hear back from you. Um, message me on Instagram at Amore Podcast and 
yeah setting up the patreon very soon where we're gonna have uh journaling workshops um every month and extra content for the wonderful beautiful uh patreons subscribers i don't know how you call a subscriber in patreon probably it's just like subscriber i don't know but yeah i i'm really excited to have some more like community-based direct um contact with with you so yeah thank you so much for listening i hope you have a wonderful week and i'll see you next one take care